0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain, T-A-K-O-2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Boom, what up, America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting live from the tirerack.com studios. Tirerack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirerack.com, it's the way that tire buying should be. Welcome in. <clears throat> How you doing? You, you heard the news on Jalen Carter. Well, that's John Middlecoff. In 20 minutes, how he, we think that affects him in the upcoming NFL draft. <clears throat> uh, Dan Wojcicki is going to join us as the Lakers, no LeBron tonight, no Anthony Davis tonight, no D'Angelo Russell tonight. And these are supposed to be the 23 most important games of LeBron's career. And he's going to uh, miss, we think, a good chunk of them.
4: Uh w-
1: Okay, let's get to the story of the day. Um, Aaron Rodgers made his first appearance since the darkness retreat. He was on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Aaron Rodgers addressed the questions about his future by saying this.
4: There's a finality to the decision and I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it, When you think it's drama, you think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm. It's fine. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough and and we'll go down that road and be really excited about it.
1: He had this to say about his team since uh, Matt LaFleur became head coach.
4: I've been doubted before. And look, honestly, I felt in the first year that Matt was here, I was in Green Bay at 19. I felt at times like a game manager. Like it was just, I didn't quite understand what we were doing at times on offense. And my job was to take care of the football. And I did, you know, I threw four interceptions and 26 touchdowns. And we were 13 and three, but I felt like there was so much more. And, you know, then they drafted my replacement and then I went MVP twice. And I threw 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions in two years. And... Obviously, there were some changes that happened on the team and the coaching staff, and I didn't have my best year plan. And there's probably people that think I'm done. I thought I was done, you know, before I became COVID MVP twice. So, again, there'd be plenty of inspiration down that road.
1: Now, he doesn't say he's definitely playing, but that did not sound like a guy who's done. Uh, I- I'm... I'm fascinated by Rogers, but not from the standpoint of what he decides with his playing career. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly, he's such a mix of, of, of like um, emotional contempt. He has like this contempt, and uh, and desire to understand and perceive things in his own way. That it's really hard to get a gauge on why he would do what he would do. He's that guy who says, "I don't think taking anything personally," and he takes everything personally. That said, I'm just more intrigued by, you know, what is he searching for in this darkness or tree? What peace does he not have? Why is is there this need to find some sense of enlightenment? Like, I don't get me wrong. As I've shared with you guys before, I've done some of this stuff, you know, during times of strife in my life I get it right whether you're talking to a psychologist or psychiatrist or you're going and doing ayahuasca or you're just meeting with somebody and meditating or talking things out with friends or writing it down and keeping a journal or writing a book or whatever you want to do going on a hike going on a trip you know g- going on what's it called in Australia walkabout right whatever you're doing like that but it it's like if you're doing it every off season, then your life is probably not in the place you wanted to be in. But uh, I like what, what in your life are you searching for that you find in a darkness retreat? You know, and I, I having listened to some of it, you know, he's obviously processing things that have happened in his life and trying to imagine things that could happen. It's a way of cutting out all of the other stuff and just kind of searching deep into your own mind. A man that's a a scary place to be. And what do we tell athletes? What do we tell people all the time? Get out of your own head. He's deep into his own head. He's trying to figure out his own brain. Sometimes you're too smart for your own good. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is too enlightened for his own good. Because when you're enlightened and when you're intelligent, the idea of playing football another year doesn't strike you as a smart thing to do. You know, there's no way it could bring you as much joy as it did when you're in your mid 20s. And if you go to a new team, you got to absorb their culture and try and figure out what they do and how they do and then put your own spin on it. If you stay with your own team, you have the baggage and bias of the past. And if you don't play football because you think you're not supposed to play football anymore, there's no doubt on Sunday you're going to click on the TV and say that could be my job. He's searching for things. There's no question. But why, why does he continue to search in every single offseason? And my guess is that he's going to say, look, I'm, I've been searching, and my answer has to be, the only thing that hasn't changed is, I'm a member of the Green Bay Packers. I can't be a member of the Packers anymore. Coaches have changed. Seasons have changed. The league has changed. I'm making more money than ever. They're actually listening to me. But for whatever reason, it just does not feel different to me. I, I, I got to not be a Green Bay Packer anymore. That's my, that's my takeaway. I'm sure there are people who think that I'm done. That's what he said at the end of it. I'm sure there are people who think that I'm done. They drafted my replacement. These are all things that he said that he's owned. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you or in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. I mean, the whole thing is fascinating that this is the year three of this and it was year three of it when Favre retired and then came back and then eventually or wanted to come back and then eventually went to the Jets and from the Jets to the Vikings and then, you know, year two of the Vikings, they had to go down again. The similarities are crazy. But what's weird is the thought process or lack thereof thought from Favre is the opposite of the overthought, overthought of Aaron Rodgers.
3: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
1: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're great. We got a lot of things to get to this hour here in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Wakey's going to join us. What's the state of the Lakers? And what do we make of these John Morant stuff? Very Memphis of him. Not going to lie to you. We're broadcasting live from the com studios. dot we'll be get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10000 recommended installers. com. the way tire buying should be. Uh, the accusations against John Moran are not good. Not good. Not good. But just accusations, right? Without proof, they are just accusations. We have no idea of the validity of them. And no charges have been filed as of yet. If I'm listening, when I was listening to Dan Beyer, talk about them. I just want to make sure I I get all that right. That from the Washington Post. I will get more on that with Dan Wakey upcoming. Broadcasting live from the com studios. Tyrac.com will be get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. com. the way tire buying should be. Aaron Rodgers has spoken. I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to act like I know what he's saying when, It's such a mixture of thoughts, but it does feel like um, even though we thought that podcast there'd be announcement, there isn't, feels like he knows he can still play. He wants to still play. He still holds it against the Packers that they drafted his replacement. And I'm guessing he's going to want to play elsewhere. But he talks about the finality of it. Does he mean the finality of no longer playing in Green Bay or the finality of walking away? And doing something else. Just because you can play doesn't mean you should play. Let's get to the midway.
2: Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle The Midway.
1: So the Midway, middle of the week, middle of the day, middle of the show. Podcast, by the way, third hour. It's called In the Bonus. Check it out. Download it. You'll love it. What's the midway topic today? I think you came up with this one, didn't you, Jason Stewart?
7: No, I come up with all of them. Um, and Not all of them. No, I'm joking. Uh, the midway today comes amid the NFL's combine. You know, I don't know if anyone knows this, but the NFL is in Indianapolis this week for a combine in which they're evaluating prospects out of college to see how they might fit into the pros. Um, So I thought to myself, this is the week that we, the Doug Gottlieb Show, should do our own combine, but a radio combine. Because, you know, as we've mentioned, Chris Perfect is in today running the board, but when John Ramos is on the show, we have a combined 100 plus years of radio experience on this show like people should listen to the show insiders should listen uh future broadcasters should listen to the show because we know how to do radio and i'm thinking why don't we do a combine for radio prospects kids coming out of college there are thousands a year of uh, potential broadcasters coming out of college out of syracuse cal state fullerton oklahoma state wisconsin you name it um so we have this combine, Doug, and I want us on the air right now to kind of work it out. Like, what stations will we have? Like, what events will we have at our radio broadcasting combine? And I guess it essentially comes down to this. Like, what do you look for in a good radio broadcaster? Um, and I'll start. the A station that's important, you know, obviously all of your... Um, All of the the specifics and the fundamentals are important. You need to speak, you need to project your voice, blah, 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 that's fine. But I think one of the most essential parts of being a good broadcaster is your ability to improvise. Uh, Whether it be to breaking news, whether it be to what your co-host just said, whether it be to what a caller just said, your ability to improvise in a professional manner and to be interesting while you're doing that so I want to line up all of our broadcasters up at a station and have them do their scripted stuff and they'll be like hey, John Morant was just arrested for punching a guy at a basketball game thoughts, go and I want to see how each of them improvise mm. to my new information, does that make sense? Yes. yeah Yeah. is that uh, something you guys also value and in, in you're listening?
1: well, this just, is just for radio, correct? this is just a radio combine, yep Funny that somebody worked with for a long time was not an improviser in any way. But uh, that may be a side <laughs> conversation. Clean that up and edit, would you? We'll clean that one up and edit. Um, I, I have a very basic one. You ready for it? I don't have a great voice. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I think in many at, at many days my voice can be a little nasally, but there has to be a warmth to it. There's a the guy. I'm not going to pick him apart. That uh, there's a guy who he only does college basketball, but his voice is just fingernails on a chalkboard. Doesn't do it on radio. Does it on TV? Just fingernails on a chalkboard. I can't do it. There has to be a certain warmth to your voice. It, it's an it's an audible profession medium. Got to have warmth to your voice. Buyer,
8: I've got an event. I got some events that the uh, that the radio people should take part in. Is that good, Jason? Oh, please do. Um, this is, uh, instead of the 40-yard dash, uh, John Ramos isn't here today, but this is in honor of him. How about the father yard dash? <laughs> Who your dad is uh, can really get you a spot in, in radio <laughs> and can get you a really good spot oh. or in TV. Uh, it does it does work out. So it, maybe instead of the 40-yard dash, they compete in the father yard dash.
7: It's, it's sad that Ramos isn't here because he would have the most fun with this. John Ramos hates the what is the term for nepotism it? nepotism he hates it can't um, stand it if your father helps you out in broadcasting you're nothing to john ramos and it's it's great to hear that him does go include
8: off on tv that. as well so um how about uh instead of the vertical jump mm-hmm. uh, how well you step on the backs of others to get to the top <laughs> I think I think that one is really like if you can learn how to do that at a young age, you are going to go places in media. That is as long, especially too, if you're stepping on someone's neck to not allow them to breathe as you're making your way to the top. So, um, and instead of the bench press, how about the lip press?
7: Wait a minute, wait a minute. That that last one, Dan, that that last one just can't be said without without an example. I mean, maybe one of our aspiring broadcasters has the ability to accuse the person that has their job that they want that they're a racist, um, and then they could they could just slide into their position after they've been uh, let go. Yeah. I
8: I also had the lip <laughs> press instead of the bench press. I, I got was, that good. one. Yeah, guess. kiss as much butt as you can. Are, are, is there going to be a tell-all book as to
1: where this all <laughs> where, where where all this comes
8: from? Uh, no, this is this is twenty plus twenty three plus years. Of broadcast experience, so you see it. You see a lot. You see a lot in the day, some up close, some from afar as well. But those are just some of the events that I thought they I could com- compete with in our combine.
1: Um, all right, well, it's in our, in our combine, right? So you need to um, voice warmth. You know, voice warmth. I don't know how you measure that one. Yeah, voice warmth. I um, I, 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 think, I. I. I think like look. There's something, and this is a real thing. You got to be able to, what what I was taught called treetop, right? Well, you got to know the, you got to know the basics to just about everything. So uh, you just need to know that you don't need to know the top line on sports and what's going on. And if I ask you a question, you don't have to have, I I don't need war and peace on each topic, but you need to know a a, a, a lot of different topics.
7: That's a good question. Like how important in this landscape of podcasting and radio is knowledge of sports, depth of knowledge. I mean, you and Dan Beyer combined, your depth of knowledge is uh, is unmatched. That's not my strength. You guys probably have determined that after 18 months of working with me. But what, what, how important is that, do you think? Like, if you if you list, like, the priorities of, of essentials that you need to do this for a living, where does the sports knowledge and sports background history come in?
1: I think it depends on what you're doing. Uh, who you're working for, what your time slot is, but I I do think you can be a know-it-all and know too much, and that doesn't help you. But I do, I, you got to know the basics, right? Yes,
8: I think you're right on both of those points. You also can't, you know, like I think there's a difference between, you know, the again the confidence, arrogance, and then the know-it-all. Like there's. You know, there's there are arrogant hosts, but then they're like the know-it-all host is just, you know, the, the arrogant host you may tune into because you don't like him, you know, and and you don't or, or her, and you're just not a fan, but you're still like brought in. It's the know-it-all portion that can I think really turn sour. It's using it in the right instances,
7: um, yeah. If our jobs collaboratively here are to serve the listener and you're Joe Schmo driving a truck and wherever, your depth of knowledge is probably your favorite team and not much of anything else. So I, I always kind of get the feeling when I hear a host really, really like getting into the weeds on something that they're just kind of showing off their knowledge. They're not necessarily appealing to that common listener, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. there's some of that. I would also say that, look, um, I think you got to know people in the industry in the sports industry, I mean. Because otherwise you when you say things that are categorically false, it turns off the sports listener. When you just say things like that well, that's not going to happen. That's not realistic. You know? And and a lot of times got they will you, you say it with such conviction like you know it to be true and like like let's categorically how do I know that? Well, cuz I talked to somebody in the sport. Um So that's where Dan gets to the, you're going to be confident when you're just arrogant and you say things like you know them, it it rings hollow, rings
7: hollow. You could always uh, tell how skilled somebody is in being provocative by the mentions like on their Twitter. It's a great barometer. If you go and you look at Skip Bayless's mentions, there are a lot of people that disagree with him violently, but they're doing it like on a, a debatable kind of level. And then you have your hosts that put out like tweets that are just hot takes for hot takes uh, sense. And then you get comments in the Twitter columns like, how do you have a job talking sports? that's that's kind of where you get into the trouble zone (laughs) you don't want to just say something just say it without any any uh background because the listeners actually could tell that
1: oh i think that's for sure absolutely for sure no question
7: the midway that's the radio combine you got anything to add chris
9: I almost wanted to bring up a three cone drill. Ooh. I, you know, I've worked, I've worked in uh, radio for a while. I've done, I've run a podcast for like eight years, and uh, but I've also listened to radio a lot longer than that. And I, I think there's certain pitfalls, especially more for you know, you're, you're going to get your start for radio filling in a lot of places or doing you know, summer radio topics. And I feel like there's three pitfalls, three cone, so three cone drill. I think the first is making sure you're not leading too much with. Uh, I don't know what's the right word for it. Hobnobbing. I feel like in this day and age, when you've got so many options, you've got to almost get right into it right away now. You might have your audience now for only about five minutes. So Good point. Like don't I, I don't like maybe at some point in the show I I'm gonna care about how your how your day's going or you, Are you know, you the applying you for a had. management position. You know, this is like this is radio one hundred and one. Like, yeah. This is, you know. But you'd be surprised how many people fall into this pitfall just talking about you know their pickup league basketball game. He still the has weekend. two more cones, Dan. Yeah, Let's I know. Uh, so the other, one, the other one is how you use callers. I guess we should apply that to social media as well. Don't just open up the phone lines anymore. I know when I would drive around, I'd listen to some fill-in host from a favorite show. The first thing they do is open the line. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to hear someone talk about the San Antonio Spurs, especially when it's not the host. Agreed. And then finally, the third one is how much of your own stuff are you going to? It's fine to bring in every now and then the opinions of maybe something someone on another show said, but... I, I'm, I want to hear what you think. I don't want to hear what you think about what,
1: I don't know, Colin Cowherd or Jim Rome thinks. All right, so now we're getting down to some actual analysis there. I like that. Boom. Um, I'm with you. Uh, if you ever wonder why we don't take calls, he basically just told you, you know, um, would you prefer me to have John Middlecoff on, who actually really knows the NFL, or have you spout off about something? Uh, now, there, there are some very t- very, very successful people Who let's take up? Let's take some calls, and we'll do it every, every, ever so often. But when that's the basis of your show, yeah, I'm just. I look at it. I look at it as when you walk away from my show, you will know how I feel about the topics of the day, and hopefully how that specific genre feels about those topics of the day.
9: Caller shows are kind of their own beast. Like you almost have to cultivate a whole community around that. Which you can do that, it's just it's a very different show than the usual sports talk
1: show sometimes. Yeah, I I, I I'm that's not my jam. Not my jam. Buy you got any more? Um no.
8: No, I do hate it when hosts try to take a topic and make it their own funny little, you know, niche thing. Like I did 6 minutes ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the midway.
1: Sorry, guys. Funny. Jay, still?
7: No, we're good, and and you're welcome. I, uh, I think broadcasting I, teachers should play this in their classroom. I actually
8: will say one thing, and I think Doug is very good at it. So I'm not trying to to boost your ego. Um, there there is a part of of being confident in yourself to be uh, self-deprecating. Uh, the ability to know what is what is funny and have a sense of humor, and still be able to hit on topics that are serious, and that is a, a well-rounded thing. I know that's my three cone uh, that that Chris has, but I think you have to have a little bit uh, of all of that. Doug, I think you do have that, Thank you. Um, and so I, I, I. If you can't make fun of yourself, it, it's diffi- you know it's difficult. Um, if you if you're just you know clowning all the time, I think sometimes that can you know. Get old. I think you got to have a, a good mix and a good balance, and then that—that's what I look for in a good radio presenter.
1: So. The 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 reality to this is that there's 52 weeks in a year, right? There's five days in a week. You do the math, right? 260 days of weekday radio, and most of us work in the two thirty to two. 220 to 240 variety if you're hosting your own show you need to have something to talk about something to say what do you think guys 180 days out of the year like there's just days in which you're going to wake up and like fellas I, I I need to just get through today you know, I'm going to pass the ball early, or we're going to figure out some way to not talk about. I just, I don't have anything on, like especially summer days. Maybe that's when you get a little more, more creative. But you got to have something to say. You got something to say. And if you don't have something to say, then this is probably not the medium for you, right? Like Dan said, if you're not able to make fun of yourself, it's probably not the medium for you. If you're not willing to take, you know, um, criticism, especially really harsh criticism on social media probably not the profession for you. It's also a really, really niche hard one. There are not a lot of guys... There are. There's a couple guys that make crazy money. There's a bunch of guys that make some good money, and there's a lot of guys that don't make much, any money, and they can be really good. And you have to at least admit once you've made it that you had some luck and fortune along the way, and you, it was a lot of timing to it. It's the last thing is I think it's really hard to break through now uh, because there's so much of it. Like It's like we all talk about the death of newspapers. People still write. It's just readily available a lot more with websites. Maybe maybe your local AM radio station isn't as powerful as it used to be, but there's tons of audio options with all the podcasts. It's really, really hard to make it. You got to accept that there's some luck involved. And I would also be honest that if you... If you're on TV or you've been a personality in somewhere in sports, it, it gives you a a leg up on other people. All right, there we go. There's a good game time. I like that one. I didn't the know Midway. what I was. I didn't know what I was walking into, and I, I I walk away having learned something from all all three of you guys.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
1: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jalen Carter, one of the top prospects in the upcoming NFL draft, has been charged with reckless driving, racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. The Athens Clark County Police Department has issued an arrest warrant obtained Wednesday by the Associated Press, which alleges that his uh, Jeep Trackhawk was racing against a 2021 Ford expedition driven by a recruiting staffer, 24 year old Chandler LaCroix, which led to the January 15th wreck. Um. <clears throat> Carter was present at the scene of the crash, later providing shifting accounts of the wreck to police. How do I think this affects his draft stock? Greatly. Greatly. It just does. Um, it's going to change you as a human being, even if you're not charged with the crime. He is charged with a crime. I would guess there would be some sort of civil litigation as well. Um, you're going to lose your driver's license. And he may lose his freedom. But, uh, like, do I think this is it for his football career? Like, no. I mean, if he goes to jail or goes to prison, it's going to hinder him not just playing in the NFL even after he gets out because there's just time spent away. But there's just the obvious, like, it's it's a weird character issue to talk about, right? Normally we talk about character issues. It's how you treat women, children, adults, you know, what you did in school how you represent your university or how you represent yourself do you do you have a drug problem like none of these things seem to be present with the kid but i mean two people lost their lives and you're racing like why are you racing around why you race anyway but let alone you do it in and you might just been fooling around but what are you doing in a jeep i I don't even i don't even know yeah it's got. i mean like You really think he's going to go top five, top 10? No chance. No chance. So even with exoneration, there's going to be it's there's going to be time between now and then. And my guess is he doesn't get drafted first day. That'd be a guess. That'd be a guess. Hmm. So basically, they're doing live golf without live golf, right? Yes, that is that's it's something that I have in our game
8: coming up as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is, is that. It's kind of funny. I I I felt all along with this. I'm not on the side of Phil Mickelson, but I feel in the end Phil Mickelson will be able to say, "See, I told you oh, so," yeah. and you're welcome. And, um. Uh, it's not even a last laugh sort of thing, Doug. But yeah, I mean th- these changes are are similar to uh, you know to some of the things. Now they're not going to 54 hole events. They're still staying at 72 hole events, and it's not going to be that for you know the Players Championship where it's going to be a no cut line or the 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 uh, the playoffs. That's not going to happen. But the playoffs are already a shortened deal later on anyway. The Tour Championship only has 30 players in it, so. Yeah, there's a uh, it's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of live in the in the PGA Tour schedule apparently next year.
1: A lot to live for. I just learned Discover cards to do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you earn doubled. The cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, though, see terms. Check it out for yourself at discover dot com slash match. You know, you, you mentioned by the. The injuries, uh, Steph Curry's still not back. How about the Lakers? Like, LeBron out for a couple weeks, now Anthony Davis out tonight? Like, jeez. You know? Sheesh. I,
8: you know, a lot of times when you have a good win against that da- like they did against Dallas on Sunday, you're like, all right, That almost feels like you kind of stole one. But that also means that you can't lose um, a game that you were supposed to win. And I think that you know, before all of this, say on Saturday, they're looking ahead. They're like, "All right, okay, could be a little uh, difficult with the back-to-back. You got Memphis and Oklahoma City. But if we split that, then in those three games, we go two and one, and that's you know maybe a plus. And now, um, you know, if you lose that, you lose that game to Oklahoma City tonight. You know, I don't know how much of a win it is. There's, I don't think that there is. So. For a team that has to make up and it's not a large amount of ground, but you don't want to lose ground either. And those are, you know, tonight would be a winnable game.
1: Still could win it. Not ruling them out, but tough without the big three. I mean, you don't have your three best scores, and though their team has better depth now, not a strong likelihood they win that game. They've at full strength. They've lost to the Thunder this year. Sure. So. Yeah, and and Oklahoma City's also they're in the same exact boat
8: as the Lakers are standings wise where it doesn't seem like they're in it, but there's still a legitimate chance where they could make it to the play-in tournament. So whether they want to do that, different story, but...
1: All right, let, let's turn our attention to the NFL and the NFL draft as John Middlecoff joins us, NFL analyst, host of the 3Now podcast for an NFL scout, and of course a grunt in college football with, with Fresno State back in the day. Uh, Jalen Carter, uh, you know, racing, reckless driving, going to be charged... Have to go to. I'm sure have to go to go to trial. Maybe he can plead out. I don't know. Uh, how does this affect his draft stock?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a major, major issue. Uh, it's hard to tell, right? Just because it just happened today, he hasn't even talked with the teams. I I clicked on an article today. He released a statement. Right? He's going to be exonerated. I mean, that's obviously coming from his agent or whatever. But you know, this was a guy that non-quarterback is a number one overall pick in a draft. So it just it complicates things. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. I, I just know this: if I'm a GM, you know, today's not the day. You, you can only get so much information today. But like, once he goes back to Georgia, once he talks to the police, I think you have got to find out like, is he going to serve jail time? If it because if he is, and if it starts to get really ugly, I mean, it already is. People lost their life. A member of the team lost his life. A girl lost her life. Uh, it just I, I, I'd i have a hard time you know but I'd be ignorant or naive to say that though we have a long history of elite talents but this feels like a pretty uh you know pretty complicated situation I, I just don't think there's a right or wrong answer right now and it's just so new you know I it hit this morning I, it's not one of those things that it feels like anyone knew about that I I had thought that it was like a you know, I, I'd say it's pretty eye-opening that he was involved in this situation, right?
1: <laughs> no question. So uh, but so he wasn't driving the car. He was racing the car. He was in a separate
3: car the way I take yeah. it, right? He's driving yeah. the other car that's racing that car. Expedition, I mean, the one that where people lost their lives was doing over 100 miles an hour. My parents had an expedition for a long time. I mean, those, those are not cars you going that fast, the size which it hits, you know, the pole or the tree, I mean, that's just it's a hard one. I mean, when it happened, everyone was devastated. now it's just, you know, it's, it's hard, right? It's not like the, everyone's responsible. They're both in their own cars. It's not like he's maliciously trying to hurt anyone here, but, you know, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, um, and obviously he's going to have a lot of money behind him to fight the case, which matters in these situations, but you know, could he get some sort? You know, even if he does thirty days in jail, is that something that has no effect? Maybe it does. He maybe just that talented of a player. Yeah, uh,
1: it's, it's 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 sad, especially when you know you're coming up everything he's worked for his whole life. But it is a it is a great lesson. Unfortunately, like you, this is how some people have to learn it.
3: It's, like it's, like the information that we have right now, do you think? It, it, it's like I, I have a hard time seeing, like, oh, he went pick 12,
1: you know, right? Yeah, I, I have a tough time seeing him go on the first day.
3: You, you think that he dropped all the way out of the first round based on this information?
1: I don't know. Like, again, I don't, I don't know where we are. The draft is a little bit more than a month away, right? Like, these things don't get wrapped up that quickly. And are you you going to draft a guy who's – Right? Am you gonna?
3: Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to compare situations because it's completely different, right? Gun, car wreck, but sure. like, do you do you envision Brandon Miller still getting drafted in the top five?
1: Yes. Yes, but there's. But we also we have clarity that he's not going to be charged. He's not seen as a suspect. He's only seen as a witness. We don't have any of that here. That's that. Yeah, I would say. I would say. If I, by, say if by he, that, if by, he, at that point, if by the draft, he is. I, I mean, I guess "gone away" is a is a rough term for most people. But if it's gone away, then yeah, it'll have a minimal effect.
3: I, I would say this. Let's say the charges in this hypothetical world—you know—it goes away, money, you know, whatever. That this is a major red flag. That I, I think this guy, some maturity issues with this player were there. And when I say maturity issues, that could just be simply like late to meetings or practice hit or miss stuff like that but it's just basic that you you know you pick apart a prospect this adds you know you're investing the number one number two overall pick right you're giving them 35 40 million dollars when you draft a guy that high you're expecting to have him be a you know multi-contract guy that second contract at that position's hundreds of millions of dollars It, it it definitely makes you look at it differently right if you're the the lions the colts so the Bears, whoever you know, if you are interested in drafting him, which all these teams are going to be interested in drafting this guy, that are drafting him.
1: Uh, let, let's let's do the Bryce Young talk. Um, you talk to people in the league all the time. Um, you know, he checks every box except for one. You know, size and weight. He just, and it's not something that can change. Like guys with throwing accuracy issues in the past, you can you could point to a Josh Allen. Guys who are an Anthony Richardson, a great athlete, not the most accurate thrower, but big arm, maybe you could say, okay, Lamar Jackson, right? Incredible athlete who was inaccurate at times, especially short underneath stuff in college, has become the league MVP. I know there's small quarterbacks, but not this small and not taken this high. I mean, I guess Kyler, but Kyler's much thicker and different. Uh, What are you hearing on Bryce Young?
3: Yeah, I think it's less about the height because, like you, you know, Russell was a good example of a shorter quarterback that was probably 5'10 without his shoes on that had a lot of success. Kyler, you know, we'll see. He was starting to kind of be hit or miss. It's more about the mass. You know, Russell was thick. Like you said, Kyler looks thinner than Russ, but he still weighed, I think, at the combine, like 212 pounds, and he's just a muscle bound guy. This guy you don't need to be a scout to just pull up a picture of him next to some other player. He just looked smaller, but like you said, elite player in the best conference against the best defensive players. I, I at the end of the day, I think he goes number one because I think the, 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 knock, the risk is worth taking. Right. And it's just one of those things that it's impossible to quantify there are no, there's no study that can be done. Like if I told you that he has the next five years, he does, he misses one game very believable if i tell you that you know he gets knocked around he gets injuries also believable but isn't that part of you know when you're not dealing with some blue chip like you know size wise peyton manning andrew luck and let's face andrew luck got banged up uh that you just there usually is going to be a blemish most years on basically any prospect there's it's very rare there's like a you know, uh, Miles Garrett, uh, Andrew Luck, uh, Vaughn Miller, I would say, was close to that. And even he, you know, I think there were some maturity concerns when he was coming out of college. But he was so good. Like, usually a guy has, there's one box that's unchecked. Now, this box, I think when you see recent memory, Tua, who's a smaller player, gets tossed around. But I think I, I think you'd agree, and most people at Alabama would have to agree, like, this guy's a far superior talent than Tua, just in terms of his playmaking more explosive arm, he's just a he's just a better player.
1: No question. Um, but again, he is he is in fact tiny. Okay, what what's missing in a Will Levis that would lead you to go you know when he physically checks so many boxes?
3: One thing I remember with Blake Bortles, who I, I remember liking him a lot in college, and I heard a story that like when he went to meet with the Texans, Bill O'Brien, I think thought he was a little meat heady. And, you know, coming from Brady, like more of an intellectual guy. And I think I've heard some of that with Will Levis. And I think Trubisky has that. And it's not like it, it, this is more that football, it's not the most natural thing in their brain. So that when they're out there, and it, it translates to the way they play. It feels like a little forced, right? And with, court, with the quarterback position – it's very, very important that you're kind of like a genius upstairs, or, or you even if you're not a genius, football comes to you very instinctively, like, like a Brett Favre, right, Who's or Marino. I don't think we're the smartest guys, but football came naturally to them. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing with Will Levis. I think people are trying to figure out, like, is he a natural football player or is he just this big-time physical, right, he's whatever, 6'5", he can move, he's got a big arm kind of like a basketball player, like some guys are 6'10", they can jump, they've got all the measurables, but like, are they naturally good at the sport? And with quarterbacks, you know, we've seen in recent memory, like Trubisky walking through the door, Bortles walking through the door, they looked the part, and even if you just watch them throw one pass, you're like, Damn, I, but part of playing the position through four quarters, week in, week out, I, I think people, you're going to find people on both sides of the ledger on that one. Some people are like, we like it, and other people are like, you yeah, know, I, I see the the guys that have failed with these characteristics. And I, I kind of go back and forth because, again, I'm, I don't typically like Bryce Young-type guys, small, but I, I think he's such a great player and the instincts and the football intel. its, it's He's off the charts on that stuff, clearly. Where I, I do think you can get into trouble if you question that stuff with a guy like, let's say, Will Levis. That's usually where a guy struggles in the NFL. Now, he's physically gifted enough. If you put him – like, he was just on the Lions next year. They have enough talent around him where he could look pretty good. But over the period of time, does he ever become a top 10 quarterback? And I would guess a lot of people would probably argue that he won't. Right. And if you don't think that I would struggle taking a huge flyer on a guy, a flyer is the wrong word, but risking my you know, top five pick on that.
1: Uh, John Minnokoff is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Um, with, So many teams needing quarterbacks and there being a couple of quarterbacks at the top of the draft um, and the value you get when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. Have we gotten to the point where and maybe we've already gotten there where it's totally skewed in that you're going to have all quarterbacks off the board in those first five picks just because. You know, you need a quarterback, you take a quarterback, you play him early, and that's how you build a team. Meaning that there are other really good prospects um, that are probably better at their position than any of these quarterbacks, but because of the value of quarterbacks, you have to take a quarterback first. Am I making sense?
3: Yeah, it feels like we should learn this lesson. Remember a couple years ago, you know, guys like – remember when people thought Justin Fields, you know, he should have gone, and he dropped behind, like, Patrick Sertan – and J.C. Horn and some of those guys. And obviously, Sertan, when healthy, is one of the best corners immediately in the league. And I don't think Denver regrets that, right? But, like, it, it always gets to the point, what if this guy is that guy? And that's where I think you always convince yourself. Because I think it's a tried-and-true formula. Like, if you and me, were we had to bet, you know, $10,000 piece on would, would Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, or C.J. Stroud become a top-ten quarterback – Or would you just take Will Anderson? Because more likely, like, Will Anderson, that guy's going to be good. Now there's going to be like Lawrence Taylor or Vaughn Miller. I don't know. But there's no way that guy's going to not be, like, a high-end starter, right? With these quarterbacks, I mean, a couple years ago, besides Trevor Lawrence, like, oh, this is the best quarterback draft ever. Well, Zach Wilson's a bust. Trey Lance started four games, gets hurt all the time. Fields might get traded. And Mac Jones, I mean, on his best day, is, like, the 15th best quarterback in the league. So – I think history would say more often than not, these quarterbacks do not live up to hype for these other guys. Like you just take Panay Sewell, you know, the guy's just, you're starting left tackle and he's good, right? Most times position players on in decent drafts, right? In the top 15, a lot of them tend to be pretty, even if they're not like all pros, like really good starters, you feel good about, right? So I, I would say if, if you don't feel great about it, just take the best position player, especially if it's a line, like an offensive or defensive lineman, because you can build around those guys.
1: Um, uh, you, you triggered a bunch of thoughts in my mind. John Minokoff, our guest three now is is in fact the podcast. W- what about uh, what about the Bears? You know, it it feels like Justin Fields is a great athlete. He's he's a decent quarterback. I, I, you know, now in fairness to him, he hasn't been surrounded by the cast of characters that can lift him up that some of these other young young quarterbacks have. But where, would, where are you on the – do you trade that pick or do you keep Justin Fields and use the bounty you can get from that pick to build around him?
3: Yeah, to me, the problem with trading him, though they didn't acquire him, right? They, they weren't the, the group that traded two first-round picks for him. Right. What are you really getting for him, yeah. right? I mean, you're right. probably getting a second-round pick, maybe if a team, maybe it's two twos. But I don't think you're getting a first-round pick. Because he's already multiple years into one of his best assets, which is the contract. And after next year, you got to pick up the fifth year option. But could you trade him for a couple twos and trade down? <laughs> like what? This, 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 you know, Everfluce and Poles took over a disaster, and he hasn't been good enough where you like, he's untouchable. Now, the problem is Bryce isn't like an elite enough prospect where it's a no brainer. And none of these other quarterbacks are definitely no-brainers, That there's all a lot of risk. I think they're kind of in a crappy spot because there's not really an easy decision where everyone would be like, oh, that's a no-brainer, right? Like if Andrew Luck was in it, you just take Andrew Luck, trade Fields for a couple twos, and just start rocking and rolling, right? Or Fields was good enough where everyone's like, you know, this guy at worst is going to be like Dak Prescott as a passer, and his athleticism, he's going to be a sweet player. Just trade back and let's roll with him because that's risky too. Now, you could just trade back, roll with him, acquire a bunch of picks. Because remember, one trade they'd like back is that Chase Claypool trade. Because they gave their second-round pick, which is because Miami got jacked to their pick over getting in trouble. It's pick 32. It's a sneaky, pretty good pick for the Steelers right there, right? Yeah. So, that's, you know, so I, I think it's a tough position. Uh, I, I just think when I saw Schefter put out they're open for business, I think they're open for business with every angle. Fields, the pick. You, wouldn't they be crazy? not like They're listening to every offer with everything. And over the next week, I guess they kind of got to know probably by early on free agency, depending on like – because part of – if you trade Justin Fields, that team would get him around right when the dominoes happen with Lamar and Aaron and Carr. So it, it would probably happen within the next 15 days. But I think they're going over all these scenarios right now, which is their job to do.
1: Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. Um, I'm sure you've heard the Aaron Rodgers sound by now. What do you take from it?
3: Yeah, I just part of his deal. You know, you're talking what he said with Aubrey. Yep. His 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 new BFF. Yeah. That it's like these teams, Aaron. If you're all in, like Tom has always been all in, or all the other guys, breathe Peyton, until their arms fell off teams will trade for you immediately like, and give, you know, you will be a valued asset around, but when you kind of, you know, are on the fence, which in fairness, he might actually be on the fence. I, I don't know if he's now playing this up like farvian drama, or he truly doesn't know because let's face it, we all think he's going to play, but if I'm a team, how can I trade? Honestly, my first round pick It's like, what if Aaron just next year is kind of over it and just wants to go with Aubrey and do other stuff, which is very plausible, you know, the way this is kind of trending. But he's so good, even on a down year relative to the other options, you know, it's probably not going to be that. But there is the financial aspect. Like, there there are a lot of variables with this that make it a little complicated. Part of like Lamar, right? Wait, I got to trade two ones, then I got to guarantee him $200 million. You know, Jalen Ramsey's on the block. Well, yeah, so I got to trade you a couple picks, and then I got to give him a new contract. Like, it's not just I trade for the player, and then I'm good, right? I got to pay them. With Aaron, you don't. But the cap number is huge. You, you are actually paying him cash once he's on your team, which is a lot. It's like, is the guy all in? Hell, Doug. Will he show up to OTAs? It's okay. I'm the Jets. Will you just show up for two weeks in the spring to throw with the receivers, or you just are you still on that plan where you show up, you know, July whatever twenty eighth? Which I, 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 you're afforded that right as Aaron Rodgers. But part of man, do you want to come here and try to win a Super Bowl, or are you just playing out this contract, see what happens? Because that's He's kind of in this weird spot, and he's I, not helping this play out. I don't think.
1: No, I, I, I. Okay, so real quick, Lamar plays where next year?
3: Uh, Atlanta.
1: Hmm. Aaron Rodgers if, plays if where? Be traded?
3: I think it'll it'll be a team like a like, Damn, but uh, yeah. there, there are so many desperate teams that need some juice. That kind of feels like he's traded, but I saw the GM said they still want to get a deal done. That situation is impossible to know because there's no agents, so the leaks are all kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers plays where?
3: Um, I, you know, I want to say the Jets, but it feels like I saw they're meeting with Carr again. I wonder if they feel like he's going to end up in Vegas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which would make Carr a Jet where he's going to be a Hall of Famer.
3: Do, do you think Rodgers is more likely to be in Vegas or the Jets? Vegas. I agree.
1: Vegas. And I, and I honestly think the Jets feeling is like yours, which is like, we don't want a one year plan and then see. We want a couple year plan to see how this thing kind of plays out. And I, I, think, I, I, think, I think all that stuff kind of turned them off and they don't want to wait. And so they're already kind of trying to figure out the process of getting Carr. Plus, they don't have to give up any draft capital and they don't have to spend well, as much money, not as much cap money. Like it all works out better. Even if Derek Carr is not the quarterback of Aaron Rodgers.
3: No, it, it, but Derek's also like if you're still got a little hope on Zach, just having him around Zach every day, good influence, positive guy. You know, I wonder if that's because I saw Joe Douglas say that Do they still believe in this guy, which might just be white noise at this point. But he's going to be on the team next year, I would think. So,
1: yeah. John Middlecoff, three nounce the podcast, download it. Middlecoff, you're the best, dude. Appreciate you.
3: Later, bro. See you.